I guess maybe we should call this the pandemic assembly because it certainly is a very unusual event. Hi, and welcome to this special members episode of Forest for the Future. This week, we will be providing you with daily digests of the FSC International General Assembly 2021. In this short podcast, we will give you a recap of what happened on the first day of the first ever virtual General Assembly of FSC. The voice you just heard was the International Board of Directors Chairman Barbara Bramble. She and our director Kim Carstensen spent most of the day on giving reports on what happened since the last FSC General Assembly in 2017. We will be hearing more from Kim Carstensen shortly and we will also be giving you an overview of the topics covered inside meetings today. But let's start with the recap from our director, Kim Carstensen. So the first day of the General Assembly was very much about reporting. So it was about the board, it was about me as the Director General reporting to the members of what have we achieved. It was very strongly, you could say, influenced by what Barbara Bramble, our chair, called this is the pandemic assembly. Our lives have been so deeply impacted by the pandemic over the past, well, almost two years now. The new board that came together two years ago has not been able to meet even once in person. They virtually don't know each other, or at least they only know each other virtually. So this situation is something that's been enormously important for us. Yes, COVID has certainly impacted our lives very profoundly. And for Kim Carstensen himself, like so many others in our communities, very personally as well. This was evident in today's meetings. COVID has influenced all of us in so many ways. I'm just recovering from COVID. I caught it two weeks ago and I'm out of COVID since a couple of days, still a bit tired, but I was lucky because I got COVID at a time when I was already vaccinated. Many others have not been lucky. We have had staff who have been impacted by COVID. We have had family of staff. We've had members that we have lost. And I would actually like to propose that we take a moment of silence to just think about those people who have suffered and those that we have lost and those who have lost family. Thank you. But how did FSC then make it through the first years in a pandemic? We have managed well as an organization through the pandemic. The numbers continue to grow. We have very solid financials. Everything is good. But many of our members have actually been suffering. Plus, our way of working, coming together, has not been as easy as it should be. And I think that was one of the big things in what we saw, heard, talked about today. Do you remember back when we were all together at our last GA, we were able to do the FSC thing, which is our best characteristic, coming together to agree solutions. I sure do miss those times. What is really important, I think, for us as an organization is not to dig ourselves into the hole of thinking everything is bad. We're too slow. We're not doing well enough. There's problems with our standards. Our supply chain's integrity has issues and we're slow in solving them. All of that is true in a way, but at the same time, we are so much stronger as an organization. We are the most trusted organization by consumers out there, by people out there. And we have a lot of efforts going on to actually improve in those areas that get reported to us by critical NGOs and others. So what I try to say today is that we have a very solid foundation in trust, etc. out there. 
in the media, in consumers, but that all relies on the credibility that we have as a system. So system integrity, making sure that we can deal with fraud is crucially important to us. Transparency is crucially important. Initiatives like you can find on our website, maps of certified areas, you can find maps of where our members are, maps of all sorts of things is enormously important for us. And then the relevance of us as an organization that we are actually dealing with problems that matter. We talked about today, climate change. We talked about biodiversity management. Some of our members asked those questions in the plenary. And those things are so important together with, of course, the social impact that we need to be able to demonstrate. And we are not good at demonstrating impact at this point in time. It's something that we're working on and we will get better. It's a major element in the global strategy. And the global strategy was also one of the points that was presented today. The global strategy, in my mind, is the most important achievement of the current board. They guided a two-year-long process to develop the strategy. We have now also made available to our members and to our staff what we call the implementation framework that then shows what is it that we will be doing to actually achieve the ambition of the global strategy. What are the plans that we have for the next couple of years and in the end how are we going to measure whether or not we achieved what the ambition was with the strategy so we now have a strategy we have an implementation plan and that was one of the things that was presented today but another thing was the motions report what happened to all of the motions that were accepted at the last general assembly in 2017 in vancouver and one of the things that came up from one of our members was a question to the completion level of the previously passed motions. So we had, I believe, was it 21 motions and five of them have been completed in the last four years. How do we explain that? Is that good enough? Well, we had 15, not 21 motions approved in, in 2017. But you're right. It was five of those that have actually been ticked now, we say, this is done. We're not working on this motion anymore. That, I think, in itself sounds like that's not good, right? A five out of 15 in four years? Come on, guys, you must be able to do better. But you should remember that many of the motions are written in a way where the endpoint is not very clear. As an example, there was a very important motion in 2017 on work for smallholders, so community and family forests. And that motion we have implemented, and I would say we've done that 100%. But it doesn't put an endpoint where it says, this is how far we want you to go with this motion, and then we can start the next one. And, and the thing is, we are going to continue that work on community and family forests. We have a new program coming up. It's part of the global strategy, et cetera, et cetera. The same goes for non-timber forest products which was another motion and, and has been implemented. So we've done a lot. We've achieved a lot in that motion, but it doesn't have an endpoint. So one idea that, that came up today was, should we actually, for the future, find a way to define upfront in the motion or in the board's implementation plan for the motions, what is the end point of this motion? When will we say that this has been done? And if we did that, then it would probably be clearer and easier to identify how far have we come and can we tick these motions and it will lead to a different result, I'm sure. It sounds like you're not actually scared of a lot of new motions being added on to the workload in this GA. I would say that we are faring 
very well on the 15 motions that were approved last time around. I'm, I'm always scared about having 25 new topics coming that we're not working on currently. So it, it very much depends on whether it's something that we are already expecting we would do. We are expecting we will work on climate change. There's a climate change motion. We are expecting that we will be working on changing the way that we do General Assembly. So those are motions that I would not worry too much about. But if there are other motions that are completely new work areas or things like that, then I would be more concerned. And speaking of motions, let's transition to the ones that we're voting on tomorrow. There will be three motions that will be discussed. They are all what is called statutory motions, which are motions that propose a change to our statutes. Two of them are about, and this is motion two and motion three, 2020. They are about how often we are holding general assemblies and how do we do it. One of them is about the intervals between general assemblies. The other one is about introducing the notion, and in a sense, something we're almost already doing, of a virtual general assembly and putting that into the statutes where it is not at the moment. The third motion that we will discuss is about the network development with a specific desire to ensure more network partners in the South and looking at regional solutions for how that could be achieved. So that's, you could say, the big discussions leading to a membership vote. And that will be the main thing for Tuesday. Thank you very much, Kim. Before we wrap up today's update, here's an overview of the interesting side events that also took place today. The topics were as broad and big as climate change mitigation, engagement with indigenous community, and intensified forestry. In a session on FSC and climate change, Climate and Restoration Engagement Director Pina Gavassi and Chief Climate and Ecosystem Services Officer Aska Olison presented the brand new FSE Roadmap for Climate Action. Climate has been a priority focus for FSE for years and rightfully our members are calling for even more action. In the session, Pina and Aska shared what FSE has been developing and what plans for the next few years are. The session also introduced a new FSE roadmap and priority actions for 2022 and 2023 for how we're going to engage in climate and restoration. And it explained how FSE will be working to bring service and tools to the market in the short and medium term. This topic was actually also covered in two podcasts very recently. So if you're interested, go and have a look for episode 26 and episode 27 in the feed, and you will find both an update from Pina and Asker, as well as the call from members for more action now. The second meeting of the day was a dialogue session on indigenous rights and indigenous solutions in the FSC system. The session was hosted by the FSC Permanent Indigenous Peoples Committee, or PIPSI as it's often called internally, together with the FSC Indigenous Foundation. They had invited Indigenous leaders, the FSC membership and external experts to share perspectives on Indigenous solutions and Indigenous rights in FSC as such, and also with a special view on the new FSC Global Strategic Plan. The aim of the meeting was to identify new challenges and opportunities for indigenous forests as well as promote indigenous solutions. The meeting was an important one given that indigenous people manage one quarter of the planet and approximately 70% of the global forests. These forests are the ones who hold solutions to critical challenges including climate change and biodiversity loss. 
So engagement and collaboration with indigenous communities will be a cornerstone in solving climate and biodiversity crises. The third meeting of the day focused on intensified forestry or sustainable intensification. The core question of the session was whether we can increase production, secure rights and livelihoods, and increase environmental protection at the same time. In the session, FSC wanted to discuss whether large-scale sustainable intensification of forestry could be seen as a potential solution that can help us provide the forest product needed if we are to meet the United Nations goals to eliminate poverty by 2030 and urgently stabilize the climate while we preserve and restore ecosystems and strengthen rural rights and livelihoods. The topic is a very complex one, and to help cover it, FSC had invited a panel of speakers from both sides of the discussion. Sustainable intensification is also the topic of one of the motions up for voting at the General Assembly, and it will be very interesting to follow the discussions and decisions made by our members. If you want to dive deeper into the three side meetings and follow the debate, you will find a link to the recording of them on ga.fsc.org. Or, if you are an FSC member, you will find direct links in the daily update email that you get from the FSC General Assembly team, which should already have landed in your inbox. Thank you for listening to the day's update. We will return tomorrow with a digest of day two. Until then, take care, and we hope to see you live in tomorrow's sessions. I'm Lua Worm, and this was Forest for the Future.